0: Welcome to
1: Episcopal. Episode 16 of the Shark Bites Podcast, a Throwdown Thursday production. I am your host, Patrick Rahel, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd, and I am very, very, very excited because, as you know, I am a huge shark enthusiast, and I love shark movies, any kind of shark movies, big sharks, small sharks, good sharks, bad sharks, bad CGI sharks. So, here I am. I am here today. I am talking with the creative force behind uh, one of the best movies I saw last year. And I watched 356 movies. (laughs) And uh, this is still one of the funniest ones. You've heard us talk about this a million times on uh, a million different shows. I am, of course, talking about Majama, the creative force behind bad CGI sharks. or as Or, as uh, you will find out when you watch the movie, had the budget been higher, it had just been called Sharks... Yes. So let me introduce you guys uh, as I'm looking at you from left to right. I, it's actually the way I'm looking at it, it's Mamaja. But,
2: uh, yes, we're, we're out of order. <laughs>
1: we have uh, Mateo. Say hi, Mateo. Hello. We have Matt or Matthew. Hello. I don't know what you prefer.
2: Uh, i go with either, but Matthew's fine. It's okay. perverted
0: for me to think of him as Matt. His name to is to Matthew. That. Yeah. Okay,
1: that's fine. That's fair. And uh, that was Jason, who was wearing a shirt with his likeness on it. Uh, not everyone yeah. can see that because this is just audio. Only I get to see this. I did but... that for just you, though, Patty. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, guys, the the day that this airs is the day that the DVD actually launches. You had a a, a special launch of a VHS and Blu-ray that came back. Jesus, that seems like so long ago.
0: Yes, yeah. at least a good six years.
1: Yeah, yes. I'm sure that's what it feels like sometimes.
3: I was twelve. It <laughs> doesn't <lot> of times.
1: <laughs> but we have the. We finally have the the DVD, the home release, the wide release. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that came to fruition and where folks can find it.
3: We have no idea how it came to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> how did it get made? No,
0: that, honestly, that's uh 100% thanks to our distributor, Mr. Ron Bonk of SRS Cinema, yes. who took a chance on us, was interested from first seeing the trailer, and any place that you guys see it is all exclusively because we linked up with them. Otherwise, we'd just still be unknowns, begging to probably put this on YouTube, so... Yeah. Thank you, Bonk. Thank you, SRS. Completely. Uh,
2: right now, it's available Amazon, Walmart, Target.
0: online,
2: online, main yes, right sir. now. Yeah. we're uh, waiting. We're waiting to see what shelf space we get. The Noble, Best
0: Buy, Fye. F- 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 y- e, F- I didn't y- even y- know Fye <laughs> y- <laughs> still existed. We're on Turner Classic Movies. We're Turner Classic Movies, which <laughs> yes. impressed my dad for once. Dad, you bastard! <laughs> now one. are you proud?
3: Yes.
1: Oh, that's amazing. And uh, speaking of SRS Cinema, I uh, mentioned them a couple of weeks ago on my top under-the-radar uh, movies that you might have missed, talking, of course, about House Shark.
3: House yeah, Shark! Yes. Uh, is, is. Which is also directed by Ron Bonk. Yes, and I made sure to... Uh, the man of many talents. His son t- is in the movie.
1: Yes. I, I uh, name-dropped him, I made sure.
3: Yes. <laughs> it's,
0: it's a fun name to drop, Bonk. Ron yes. Bonk, Bonk. Yes.
1: So, at the end of the film, we get to see a little a, a, a glimpse of perhaps, uh, I would say, cautious optimism, and especially in my case, I'm very excited. Talk this, yes? Because if this is, if this actually happens, uh, I would be excited. But there is a hint of a sequel. Now, is that something that you guys have ever? Uh, put some thought into or is that uh, there's... Yeah, I don't
2: there's other members is that something you guys want <laughs> we put a lot of work um thought into what it could be jason wants it he jason is <laughs> yeah he's ready to start tomorrow filming i guess our main thing is we want to do something at least outside the shark genre first at least give us kind of a palate cleanser in between and then hopefully jump back into that world uh, when we get this next one done. But well, we, were, we definitely laid the groundwork and kind of.
3: Yeah, but we were also uh, fairly uh, attentive of not doing a openly uh, you'll see kind of movie, but mm-hmm. uh, we, we tried to make a movie that it ends uh, self contained pretty much. Uh, yes, there is a hint. We, of course, we drew inspiration from Back to the Future part, the, the, the first one that ends. Uh, part of then, the first one. Part of the first one. <laughs>
1: I believe that's it, uh, how it's listed.
3: Which had, uh, it ended, uh, it was almost a joke as an ending, but then about five years later, they said, "No, oh, let's make a sequel. Alright.
0: Well, you know what so it they, was? Once once we were done, and I just saw that the characters became such like a mirror image of us, and the energy, and like the brother story, I was like, well, of course I have more to say. So for me, I look, fo- I look forward to seeing what fun we could have with other CGI sharks, but that's number two. I'm most excited because of the character story, and Ideally, if we did our job well at all, that'll also be part of it for the people who would want to see a sequel. But- I want to do an Aliens 2 where we
2: have gore and blood and just yes, tons of that sharks tearing people apart. That was one of the things I think mostly that I, I missed having from the first one. I really wanted to have that, that gore element, but we were just so pressed for time and money and uh, experience that we just couldn't. Get it done. My
0: brother is disgusted by bad CJF sharks, thinks that some part piece of shit we could have done 20 times better. So, all you people out there, convince him otherwise and ask for that sequel. We love you guys. I, I want to
3: make a musical, but with no songs. <laughs> I actually do want to do a musical, musical yeah. just
1: filled with mimes.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just like going to be all the three of us trapped in invisible glass boxes.
1: I mean, if if it were me and if, if I were, you know, as speaking as a fan and watching this movie again that I, like, literally just finished watching a few minutes before we connected, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to a bad CGI sharks versus unusually large seahorse movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is That'd something I whole... could get behind.
3: That's when it's a whole different story.
0: Dude, but... we, we totally should put that up as a poster on the merch store. We get so many comments about that. Absolutely. all really oh, this guy right here, Mateo. I keep forgetting there's no visuals. As I slap his yes. chest. But that's all Mateo. That's one a Mateo, classic Mateo and We get so many comments on that
3: poster. We should probably put it. in a t-shirt, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll do
0: that.
3: Because, because little everybody knows, the seahorse is one of the most fierce creature of the ocean. of its attack go to fruition. Also, the male is the one to carry the babies, which is why Kurt
0: Cobain featured them on a Nirvana shirt. Factoid. The problem is that the seahorse
3: is pretty much four four fingers high. So I was saying, uh, let's do one that is not only large doing one on that side beyond un- using yeah, yeah, no, but unusually... Well, those un- things un- are
0: freaky looking. Even if you saw one the length of this yes. table, it would be weird as hell. Yes. Like, what is it? And if it's on land, is it just like... Exactly.
2: Gasping for air? I have mapped the whole movie already. It's like an alien fetus. Yeah. big belly in the head.
1: Yeah, it is kind of weird looking. But, I mean, that could definitely be the twist in the movie where it's like, oh, we killed the, the, the queen. It's like, no, you killed the female. It's the yes. male that's got all the babies yeah Nice. We're taking.
3: Or the... or we're gonna do like Gorgo, the classic British movie Yes. Oh, no. Gorgo is only the son. Yeah,
1: the, actually the it was mom. nice. It actually threw
0: me because yes. I hadn't seen it. So when I watched it, the, the Gorgo got me. But that's actually <laughs> a good idea, Patty. We killed him. No, the male has the babies.
1: Because ah! people don't realize that I love like real science twists on on uh, actual yes. like monster movies. It's one of my favorite that, things.
3: Is that the popular uh, Far Side joke of the. Male mosquito that comes home and say, "Oh my god, it was a terrible day" or something like that and everything. And uh, Gary Larson said, "I did not know that are only the female the one oh that yes, I remember draw blood there. and not the male." So, but <laughs> you know, Pete, yeah, me, you.
1: and everybody. And everybody was like, "Oh, you know, it's the, the 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 females that bite." And he's like, "Yeah, but they're perfectly fine with them having jobs, wearing clothes, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. That's they carry the
0: suitcases idea. and wear a coat,
1: yeah, like that. That's fine." But it's like, oh, that's listen, so. One of the things I was you know, as I'm rewatching this again and something I feel like we really need and it needs to go viral, we need a Bernardo reaction gif of him eating the popcorn watch, at the at the end of the movie, like watching everything go down. Like that needs to be a thing.
0: It does actually. That's not even a joke. I agree. We need to talk to Ali. Ali made yes. all of our Yeah, we got a couple of for gifts. But, yeah,
2: that's a good one. Yeah. I,
1: I, I think that would be great. So um like I said, I have a few uh few viewer questions because people okay. are interested in this. So the first one is from filmmaker Chloe Carroll who uh, did a short film last year that I really enjoyed called Ticks. And I remember
0: uh, Chloe I responded to her comment.
1: Yes, and she On asked your uh, Yeah, and she asked a specific question because uh you know she's a filmmaker herself and uh she was featured in my Women in Horror uh articles that I did last October. So, her question is, what expi- what inspired this concept? And in parentheses, she says, I love it, by the way.
2: Oh, thank you. <laughs> A very stupid one-line joke. Yes. <laughs>
0: essentially, it, I'd say it was the one-two punch of one of Mateo's constant just one-liners he throws out. I remember standing right in the room we're podcasting from for there, and he just said, Yeah, we could call it Bad CJ Sharks. Simple throwaway. It was that combined with watching the umpteenth sci-fi shark movie and just being like mateo your fucking phone i know i have a phone i'm popular so I'm professional. <laughs> but it was uh all the uh, sci-fi shark movies and being like look nobody wants to love these more than us but we just weren't getting what we wanted from them it just kept seeming to fall flat so we were like what if we made one of those and then it led to mateo's line sorry it's okay asshole Yes. And then lo and behold, a couple years later, here it is—an actual thing you can look up on the internet. But yeah, that was just a Mateo joke. His brain fires out like twenty thousand of those a day. And, and I, I,
1: I will say, when it comes to these movies, um, one of my favorite movies from a couple years ago—it was one of those, uh, you know, sci-fi mockbuster movies called Megalodon, which was obviously a riff on the Meg. Yes. But, when you really, like, put your heart and soul into your project and, like, you're really committed to your art, things open up and, and you know, opportunities uh, present themselves to you. Like, uh, the guy who played the lead in that, uh, Dominic Pace, uh, just was in a little show. You guys might have heard about it. The Mandalorian. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but he played a I bounty do. hunter. Oh, yeah. the,
3: the Italian one where they're playing... Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. The mandolin. Yes.
3: Though, right yes, yes, the mandolin. Wait,
1: who do he play? He was one of the bounty hunters uh, in the in the big scene where uh, you know the Mando's got the baby and he's confronted by all the bounty hunters.
2: They up, yeah, yeah. When they're trying to escape.
1: Yeah, he's the guy actually standing screen right of Carl Weathers. Like he's just right next to Carl Weathers. He's got like kind of like these weird horns on his head.
3: We'll check it as soon as we're yeah. done. Well, done color we me off.
0: jealous. I mean, don't get a start on the Mandalorian. We'll just all over this. <laughs> <for 30 minutes. laughs>
1: but yeah, he, you know, that's he. He was in, you know, Megalodon, and now he's also in the upcoming. Um, harley quinn film actually two of those actors are are you saying that we're
0: going to get mainstream movie roles very soon
1: that's what i'm hoping for that's what i'm saying like you start off with one of these movies that people like oh i'm not taking this seriously and then all of a sudden next thing you know you like you blow up everybody you're you're super popular and you know you have your your own disney series
0: i do sleep on my mom's couch still like can we get a guarantee that's going to happen like soon please
1: i i would love to like you know when they do the live action pinocchio we can have uh Mateo huh. as the conscience, uh, a Jiminy Cricket?
3: I have I have no acting range. My acting range goes uh, with or without mustache. And but the hair so the hair me.
0: can change too. And the hair
3: can change a little too, bit.
0: But a little bit. Let's not get carried away. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis there. No, 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 no.
1: Yeah, At least you have the hair. option of changing your hair a little bit.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see. We have a couple more questions. Um Oh, oh! here we go. This, one, this one's good. This is from uh, a buddy of mine, Alex DiVincenzo, who is uh, himself a filmmaker as well. Uh, if you had the ability to bring your scripts to life in real life, what would you write?
3: That is a good question. A sex story. <laughs> <laughs> Where my character gets laid at 25... have sex! Yes, finally, in <laughs> 53 years of <I> doing mean nothing. <laughs>
0: Well, see, it is interesting because I immediately go to like the big kaiju monster over there. I'm like, why? I'm just going to get squashed. Yeah, you want to break yes. it down. So, uh,
3: I would do. I would do something plausible, like where I'm a. Uh,
2: Robbing a bank and getting away with it.
3: No. Supermodel, uh, nuclear physicist, uh, who's also an Olympian and dates. You know all, what? All the Charlie's Angels. I would write bad CGI
0: sharks, and I would live in my own movie. All day, every day, because I'm not
3: narcissistic whatsoever. But yeah, I would, I would not. I don't like anything. I I write something very bland. (laughs) Mateo
2: doesn't
0: like. He would write that he was dead. He finally put an end to his misery. Yes, (laughs) pretty much. Yes. And here we go. Clickety click. Magic. (laughs)
1: A typical well, typical day in the life of Matteo. It's like, oh, yeah. here's well, my story. I went to the store today. I got some frozen peas. Uh, oh,
3: wait, wait, wait! I made, wait, wait. That's, I made that's some way, frozen peas
2: come. That's to life. way too much. You know, that's actually a really good question because I'm not sure how to answer. Like, I, I think it's almost wanted, almost wanting to bring a character to life versus an actual adventure. So I keep thinking about like even some like the Shark Stooges or uh, I would
0: write a Ninja Turtles script and have the Ninja <laughs> Turtles come to life in my living room. That's my answer. Nice. I want to chill with Mikey and Donnie and Leo and Rap.
3: I would love to live in the world of Roger Rabbit.
1: Yes, that's yeah, a good okay. one. We
3: have a cartoon, so cartoon. Yeah, yes, yeah,
0: yeah. where all the
1: different you know types of, you know uh, properties can all live together in harmony. Yeah. Yeah. We have exactly. Disney and exactly. Warner Brothers coexisting. <laughs>
0: Not plus. I mean, come on, Jessica Rabbit, man, that fucked up my view of human sexuality. When I was a kid, I was like, I'd rather have cartoons. Jesus, look at this woman. You know? That's that's so, fair.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: cartoons should be real, is what I'm saying.
1: I got you. I got you. So he's got a follow up to that. Uh, what oh. other subgenres do you think deserve a meta deconstruction similar to Bad CGI Sharks?
0: We. It's funny. We want. To, I was thinking about this. We want to do uh, a big kaiju monster movie but i don't know would we kind of deconstruct it it probably is probably another one ripe with how much of a fucking deluge of uh yeah, well, big I mean, there's been a couple
2: there. that have almost been like that recently but have there i don't seem like something like even colossal it kind of breaks it down No,
0: did you see colossal with anne hathaway
1: patty i did it was
2: a, that was that was a very interesting take on the uh the
1: whole monster thing. it was i i thought it was really interesting uh i st- can't stand jason sudeikis and i was like oh he's not acting like jason sudeikis in this oh he's acting kind of he's he's doing a good job then at the end very
0: captivating that bar scene where he starts uh like destroying the bars like oh my god like it's very uh intense yeah um i think that's uh... oh you know what we actually threw around this idea and i was like that could be gold because since I do live with my mom, I see endless fucking Hallmark movies 24-7. <laughs> oh. Someone needs to bad CGI Sharks, the Hallmark
3: fucking movie, and that would be gold.
1: Oh, brilliant.
3: And probably, I think, I'm getting extremely tired of the talking animal movies. Yeah, to mention that Dolittle came out and 2 spectacularly horrible You know reviews. we're
0: in a talking animal
3: movie. <laughs> we are in a talking animal movie, but usually at least uh, our animal has the size, the brain size that justifies that uh, 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 language. I hate when they do uh, tiny little animals uh, that probably like goldfish or something. Like, like a bug's life? Those fucking idiots? For instance, yeah, exactly there you go. That are just like humans. And I say, eh. No. Plus, Doctor Dolittle. Why don't the insects talk to him? Did they address that Do they not? No. For some reason, he's just like going around, and well, they don't I say would. English. I would imagine that he would be just like constantly hearing voices everywhere. <laughs> he goes, so to really, a, really he goes to a really. He, he goes to a people. picnic. Yeah, exactly. He, it's like, it's it's like, like a yes, Bruce Almighty
2: when all the different voices are yes. Talking, yes. talking to God. Exactly. Just
0: like, Nat,
3: stop talking to me. Would imagine that all the animals would talk. I'm so yeah, I'm going to yeah. go with
0: Hallmark final answer for yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's a that's a nice. Uh... So yeah. Right questions, by the way. Gonna, right questions. Yes. Yeah, We're yeah. going to do
3: Christmas the thirteenth. Nice. And it's going to be a, a killer using a menorah as a as a
1: like a pitch pitchfork.
3: Christmas. Well, I mean, we makes everything together. So holiday, Mateo. Holiday. Yes. PC, PC. We, we we offend everybody in one at once. Yeah.
1: I I am on board with Mateo's uh, thought process here. It's like just because you anthropomorphize something doesn't mean that like it automatically has to be like at the at the same, you know, uh, intelligence level as everything else. And I don't know if uh, Doolittle did this, but you constantly see like whatever whenever you have like a bigger animal, like a bear or something, it's always like, oh, I'm a bear. Oh, he's, exactly. Always like some kind of dipshit. Why are there no bear scientists? That's okay. bear cyst. Um yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I I haven't seen um I haven't seen Doolittle. I did, you know, talking about the kaiju movies, without giving too much away, uh Underwater was really, really good and the director out, yeah, yeah. the the director confirmed something in an interview that uh my wife and I were kind of debating on when it comes to the giant monster at the end, so I highly recommend seeing that one. It's got the oh, claustrophobia yeah. of, like, the descent or the abyss. Yes. Oh, my God. You know, so it's not just, you know, the stuff that's out running around trying to kill you. It's the environment, too. I love that type of stuff. That's that's right in my wheelhouse. Uh, on the
3: other hand, Andy the Talking Hedgehog is not exactly on that level, but still entertained. Real movie. <laughs> it's a real movie with ink
1: Oh, Dean Cain, you used to be Superman, and now you're not. (laughs) Great Uh, first
0: lyric of a song. Oh, (laughs) Dean Cain, you used to be Superman.
1: I can can hear Creed doing that song. Dean
0: (laughs) Dean Cain,
1: yeah. Let's see. I have a question from uh, my buddy Steven from the Super Retro Throwback Reviews podcast. He said... And I think I know what the answer might be. It might be the budget or money. But uh, looking back on the project, what's one thing you could add or change to the movie?
0: Better acting. Yes.
2: <laughs> now, I did, Matthew, you want to take this one? Uh, my, my, yeah, well, well, kind of what I said before. Mine would be more more action, a little bit more gore, uh, and definitely more on-screen attacks. Uh, I think just like Gremlins is amazing for for uh, mashing up puppets and actual gore and attacks. Seeing an actual bad CGI cartoon shark actually tearing someone apart is something I need to see in my lifetime. I agree. I would add a detail of your notebook.
0: Yes! Oh, okay. So, Patty, we filled every page of the Sharks Out of Water notebook. During during production, we're sitting there in between scenes. Okay, Matthew, you do a couple pages. I do a couple pages. We made sure to fill every damn page. We didn't include not one
2: close-up of those freaking pages. We didn't film it. We, we didn't film it. it. And the one time we do shows when I'm writing on the beach, and I'm not even writing any intelligible words, it's just fucking scribbles. We <laughs> really, really lines being written down. That's the one time we show a fucking close-up.
0: We should do, we should do, if we ever do a special special edition, we take pictures of all those fucking notebooks. There. Yes.
3: But that's, that's, that's the thing. It's I wouldn't change... Uh, uh, I wouldn't go through the hell again. Uh, no, I wouldn't change anything about the movie because I think... Anything we would try, it would fall flat. I mean, as you were saying, budget or money and everything. Uh, yes, probably we would have shot another semi-clever attack, but not that much. And uh, I'd rather having a little less uh, by the way they look uh, than... Uh, trying something and then say, oh yeah that doesn't really look well like
0: that's also much. part of the reason why i was so eager with the sequel is because i feel like we found something with limited means and if we do it right it could be like the t2 where it's like okay the first one was good but you take the second one and bump it up even better because if we did do the same movie and we actually had gore and more on-screen attacks and that then i think it could be fantastic so that was that was also part of the plan for the sequel was i thought we could improve upon an idea that worked ideally hopefully with more shark action for everybody
1: I will I will say that I think some people may be uh a little bit uh, disappointed with the gratuitous titties. Oh. But uh Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> others
1: might actually really appreciate no, no, that. No that. I think it's no it's fifty fifty. It. <laughs> um we have a question from uh my buddy Crum from uh Casual Sex with Crum that uh, oh okay. I just lost it. Oh Oh, here we go. At what point did you just decide to lean into the meme and make the movie called Bad CGI Sharks?
0: Yeah, I think kind of the same answer as before. Once, From the get-go. Once we saw how many shark movies there were, it was the the sheer amount of shark movies and uh, the disappointment with them. It, the, sheer, the sheer amount of them,
2: the want to like them, and the disappointment... I guess just a lack of self them being self aware of what they're what they're making and trying to take themselves too seriously really wanted us really pushed us to want to make a comedy and at least not necessarily make fun of them, but at least kind of celebrate them and give you something in between the shark attacks which are not just boring dialogue um, about what's happening in the scene. Hopefully give you something a little more relatable characters. Well it seems the formula is they take something
0: absurd, which is usually the name six headed shark, toxic shark, whatever, and you have that beautiful nugget of absurdity, but then you're like, Okay, as far as the script, do the most routine, basic paint-by-numbers, there's a guy, there's a girl, they're attacked, this and that, blah, blah. So I just wanted, and again, this is why uh, I always feel like I'm being a fucking corporate shill because it's our label, but no, I really love House Shark because it was the first Shark movie where it's like, your name is House Shark. Are you going to embrace the absurdity? And as soon as the dude walks out, which again, we actually talked about this for Bad CGI, when one of the characters in House Shark walks out in the, female shark onesie to be the old school <laughs> Looney Tunes distraction to the main shark. I was like, that is how you take the absurdity of a movie named. Exactly. House Shark. Don't go routine. Go bizarre as fuck. That's how Ron Bonk won me over. That's why I was happy to go with SRS. Also the fact that no one else wanted us, but yes. that's why I was happy to go with SRS because he understood if you're going to do a movie called house shark, take it to the fucking nth degree.
1: Exactly. I mean, I had some people cause I like to post when I'm watching specific movies and like what number movie like you know uh watching your guys movie uh today was number 31 for the year so i'm I'm humming along because last year i missed my goal so i was very upset uh, i wanted to do one movie a day and i missed it by 10 because i made yeah. an accounting error i thought i had it and i was like "Oh, i just need three more and then it's like nope i needed 13 but you know I, i'll post about this and sometimes i get really weird reactions from folks about the movies i'm watching And I posted about, you know, house shark. And someone's like, yeah, but how does the shark breathe? It's like, oh, (laughs) sweet Jesus Christ. I'm like, there's something in film called the suspension of disbelief. And what you guys did with your movie, uh, I thought was really good because one of the things I hate and I just I cannot stand is when you say, "Okay, here are the rules. Like, I don't care what your story is i don't care what it is if you say these are the rules and you stick by it then to me that's a good film i don't care what your budget is like one of the movies i always bring up because it drives me absolutely insane is uh, ant-man and ant-man 2 because you know they're like okay here are the rules if you're going to shrink all we're doing is shrinking the space in between your atoms Which means, and I use this analogy all the time, if you have a house made of bricks and you're like, all right, I want to take all the space out and just condense this into a pile of bricks, that's how big you're going to get. You're not going to get smaller than that pile of bricks. And they're like, well, now we're going to go subatomic. It's like, how? Like, you set your own rules. Also, if you can punch with the force of a 230-pound man, how can you also run on the barrel of a gun without knocking the person who's holding the gun to the ground? So you guys said, here are the rules. And in fact, displayed the rules on the screen at one point, which is one of my favorite scenes of the film. And I just I love Jason's reaction to it. He's like, oh, you are magic. Where's the rabbit hidden? Like that. That was let me check your pants. Where's the rabbit? Um, But like you set the rules and you said, this is where this is where we're going to go. This is what we're going to do. And you stuck by it. Like, you you didn't take any cheap uh, shortcuts. You didn't, you know, write yourself into a corner and then say, oh, I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know what to do. Oh,
0: well, we definitely did that. We just tried to keep running to get past that point. But <laughs> right. So there were 90 corners before the finished script was there. We're going through that same process right now. Yes. But
1: you didn't – what I'm saying is the final product that you see on screen wasn't cheap. Like, you didn't cheat to get to where you needed to get. You know, you're like – Hey, this is our movie. We're writing this, you know, whatever we write, this is what happens. And it's like, okay, yeah. let me just keep writing and keep doing this. You know, like the, you know, if I need to find my brother in a city that I've never been to, I'm going to make it happen because I believe, you know, like that stuff yeah. is awesome.
3: We Thanks. we try and, and thank you. Yes. It's, we try to do that. And, and on this case, it's, it's one of my pet peeves of, of movies and, uh, I don't say that I don't want to take responsibility of that but um because we were all very attentive to that but yes it was something that we were we always had an eye of, on on something like that it's uh it's like there is a movie called Rattlers or Rattlers or whatever you want to call it, about snakes and the tagline is uh, there is no antidote how the movie ends <laughs> with an antidote and so I <laughs> say yeah, it's naturally right in the line. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of stuff, yes.
1: <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of like the setups you see. It's like it's like oh well, that can only happen every hundred years. <gasps> it happened a hundred years ago today. Like it's <laughs> yes, it's exactly. the it's the same shit you see it in in horror movies, which kind of disappoints me. Uh, yeah. So I have another. It's a three part question, Ooh. and I want you guys each to think about this very carefully. So these are difficult like these questions this is from uh, filmmaker George James Frazier, who made uh, one of the best shorts i've ever seen last year uh Main, and it was just phenomenal and um uh, any any anyone who has followed the stuff that i've been talking about uh especially like my end of year end of decade stuff knows how high on this fan that uh this film that i was so i'm going to give you guys the three questions separately because oh, yeah. Each one builds upon the next. So okay. the first part so do, is do, if you, you wanna,
3: could, wait, do you want to hear us <laughs> to hear the three questions and then give you the three answer or to answer. No, I think story? he's saying we'll go one question.
0: At
1: yeah, time. one wait, question at a time.
3: Yes. Okay.
0: Now so, we're interviewing you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so the first question or first part is if you could choose one filmmaker to fight to the death, who would it be? So that's the first part.
2: I think we could fuck up Woody Allen pretty easily.
0: <laughs> I was going to say Friedberg and Setzer just to, you know, go at them for their sins. Do you know about the Friedberg and Setzer movies? That's the whole epic movie, date movie, uh, meet the sparring. Oh, you know, those guys, uh, yeah. Uh, the, like like naked gun movies except five million times less funny with zero creativity. I wouldn't mind. I mean, I can't fight. I don't know if that has to be factored yeah, exactly. in this fantasy That's question. <laughs> So, like was, Matthew says, if I have to factor Allen. in actual fighting ability, Woody Allen seems like can a can all choice. three of us take yeah.
2: him on two, or is it one on
3: one? I, I think I would go with Billy Wilder because he's already dead, and so it would be very easy. Because I'm, I'm, I'm you really fuck though, man. That's a lot
2: of work. Really yeah, but to get his corpse up, I, it, there is no time. Well, see, I, I feel, so I feel, like, I feel
0: like there's a dual question here. I feel like one is who would you want to fuck up, and two is who could you actually
3: take.
1: Nope, that's not try. that's not it. The that's next it. the next part is what weapon would you choose.
3: Oh. I would talk endlessly. <laughs> I would just like wear them out and like that. I would have to probably pick
0: my childhood hero's uh, weapon apparatus and go with the nunchucks of Michelangelo of the Ninja Turtles, keeping it in theme here.
2: probably go with Leo's katanas in the same vein. I was going to say samurai sword. Or use or... a sword, yeah. I would say actually, either actually, one of
0: those.
3: Rick Dalton's flamethrower.
2: Oh, and man. actually,
3: actually it, I, I, I would like to change my answer. I will use uh, my former sister-in-law's meatloaf.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought Uh, you were going
0: to say my former sister-in-law and just pick her up and
3: beat. But that too, but 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 the the, the meatloaf is still there.
1: And so the final part of this is what song would be playing?
3: Ooh. So long and thank you for all the fish. (laughs) Maybe an epic John Williams score? Which one, though? Duel of the
1: Fates? Ooh, "Duel of the Fates" yeah, is a good we'll, uh, one. "Duel
0: of the Fates," baby! How could you not want to whip someone when "Duel of the Fates" comes on?
1: That's that's fair.
3: Now, I would go, I would probably go with the 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 quirky, worky song from the soundtrack of *Finesse and Ferb*.
1: Okay, that's 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 fair. That's fair. That's for Mateo answer. <laughs> um, all right, so we've gone through. Uh, all of the all of the questions for I'm just double checking something here, making sure I didn't get anything else. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, so there's something else that I am uh, I, I would like to kind of promote because this is a, a good person who I 100% uh, think you know they've come up with an amazing product. So there's a filmmaker or she does special effects and whatnot, and her name is Elizabeth Piper. And she has come up with uh, what she calls Cineblood Type O. It's very easy to clean up. It has the oh. consistency of real blood, and it's not uh, it's not very expensive. So even somebody on a, on a low budget film, uh, if you guys are looking to do a lot of gore and stuff, uh, I totally recommend this. I've recommended her uh, her work. She's it's been used in like you know uh, like syndicated, t- I keep saying syndicated, that's not the right word, but shows like, you know, like these, uh, like CSI and stuff like that, like, you know, these murder mystery shows, like, they've that used the
3: right
1: it. Word. Yeah. So she's, you know, she's created this stuff, and it's excellent, and uh, oh, wow. like, that's a sweet. lot of people have used and I I was looking up the, the prices of it the other day, it's like, you can get a gallon for like a hundred bucks. Oh
3: wow.
1: Well,
0: so, where were you when we were filming the movie with this Vital Well,
1: I just met her and, uh, her, her, uh, her husband recently, so unfortunately, I because uh, they Time they're from travel, New York. Patty,
0: have you ever heard of it? Time travel.
1: I will. I will have yesterday.
0: Okay, thank
1: you. <laughs> All right. So those are the the questions that we have for those folks. So, in an ideal world, in an ideal world of you know creating sequels and and extra films or or, or a, a film in between to so kind of uh, like uh, Matthew said, the palate cleanser what would be the palate cleanser film? And if you're working on something, you don't have to give us any insight. In we
0: science. actually are. We are in the middle right now of desperately trying to get together script number two with the hopes of filming in the spring and before the end of the year having another one ready for anyone who was kind enough to show interest. Uh, this, The title is Let's Get Possessed Ooh. with an exclamation point. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I'll... I believe with the whole gimmick and break down the dark, but I'll say it's kind of similar to sharks being a little inversion of a classic shark story. We wanted to do a possession story that was a little bit different. Uh, So let's just say it's a not so demonic possession, but we're hammering that out now. And if everything goes according to plan, we will have a movie number two by the end of the year tentative as of now, but that's the plan for 2020 is to get you guys number two as quick as possible. It's
3: a threat. It's a threat. (laughs) And said, so "This is a leap year that, notoriously, yes, notoriously are unlucky." Uh, Wait, there's yes. a February twenty ninth. Yep.
1: You get wow. an extra day this year, so there's no excuse not to not to have this project finished.
2: Shit, he's right.
3: Exactly, take advantage. Yep. <laughs> leap years are the
2: the Olympic
3: years and the American presidential election years. Yep.
0: Right. All right. Well, we have an extra day, so everything's good. I'm not worried anymore.
1: All right. Good. Good. Now is this going to be feature length? Is it going to be a short? Like what do you got?
0: Feature length, brother. Excellent. We are unable to do shorts.
1: Now I would assume that there'll be a, a trailer and whatnot, and uh, uh, after oh, yeah. after we we finish, um, uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit because I have uh, some connections to some local uh, local film festivals who like to play trailers for uh, oh. independent horror films, so. We can, uh, I can, I can put you guys in touch with some people, see what we can, oh, nice. what we can do. But I love the title of your uh, of your new movie, and it kind of reminds me. I have a, uh, I don't want to call it a book as much as I mean it is a book. Like there are some short stories and things, but mine is called "How Much Do You Tip an Exorcist," and that comes <laughs> out later this year. So I think this this would be this is like the perfect chance to to, to you know we can package some stuff up you know and and. Get the two of them together. Like, let's get possessed. How much do you tip an exorcist? Like, we've got to get some prize packs going. Let's drum up some interest. and
2: buckets. Yes.
1: Yeah. You and know, free
3: water and
2: stuff.
1: Uh, already full barf bags, like, yeah. just, just full of <laughs> like pea that. soup. I like
2: that. The barf bags will be
3: very full. We're going to do the, the, the mayo and Italian antipasto called uh, Russian salad. This is pretty much mayo and peas and carrots, yeah. oh, it's just like inside, oh, and... oh, oh, not... get inside of the bag and
0: no, say, "Here's dude, that's, gift. Not, that's not. That's not. That's not. That's some things you don't joke about. Okay, some things that go too far. Oh, that that's, does not sound most, delicious. I can ever imagine, especially in a bag. Ugh,
1: oh, like a clear plastic bag. Here's your oh, lunch. God,
3: God. Damn it, Patty. Slightly warm.
1: Leave it out in the sun for that extra flavor.
2: (laughs) God, that is so gross. The extra chew. Yes. You can sip it with a straw. It's even more...
1: Oh, I didn't know you put mushrooms in it. I didn't. They grew on their own.
0: God, and, like, I like mayonnaise, but I can't. Like, if someone's like, hey, you want mayo on your sandwich? I'm like, yeah, I'm just not going to watch you make it. It tastes good, but I just can't. But like, here's – and especially at, like, a Subway when they have the big dip it in and slather it all over. It's like, oh, God. That's, I know it tastes good, but Jesus that's, Lord.
3: That's one of the best pranks ever. You you take a, a, a an empty mayo jar, you wash it, and then you fill it with vanilla pudding. And you show up in the kitchen oh just like, Oh, God, the spoon consistency is really similar, <laughs> and the color, too. And it's guaranteed. It's
0: uh, well, now I'm fully nauseous.
1: My youngest, my not my youngest, but my middle brother used to do that all the time, except he wouldn't swap it out with pudding. No! He would just eat the mayo.
0: No! no, come on. I just told you there's some things you don't talk about. Ugh.
1: Well, I figured you'd appreciate it, you know. You, you know the whole sibling thing, like I, uh, you know. Yeah,
0: I appreciate the prank of it. I'm just trying to picture the gelatinous material being shoveled into his mouth.
1: Ugh. Oh yeah, again, it wasn't a prank. He just really liked mayonnaise.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no. For pranks and stuff, we would do. We would do things like when we had our restaurant. Like if you had an unattended drink, like that was the worst thing you could do. It's like, oh, here's my Mountain Dew. Oh, Italian dressing. Like. <laughs> You know, take a straw, stick it in a ranch dressing and like a little cup, put the cup at the bottom of the of your styrofoam cup and you take a big gulp. Yeah. Yeah. It's we you couldn't leave a drink unattended because bad things would happen to it. You know, I would take a straw wrapper and put it inside the straw. So like you go to, you know, take your drink and now you just get a mouthful of straw wrapper, Ah. like wet, soggy straw wrapper. And you're never going to get all of it out. That's true. At least it's not Mayo, though, so that's, that's good. So you guys have a big event coming up next, uh, or this Friday, so because this comes no, out no, on Saturday. Saturday,
3: no, Saturday.
0: Saturday, Saturday yes.
1: I, yes sir, I'm losing what day it is. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. I have no idea most times myself.
1: It's like it's like 22 degrees and snowing right now, so I'm just... Oh,
0: good Lord, wow. I forget about that. Yes, you <laughs> were in L.A., so I, I forget what the actual cold is like. I've just been bitchified to think 58 is hoodie weather now.
1: I know. I, well, I got. I, I see uh, Matthew there with the, the the hoodie and the sweatpants, and it's like it's like what is it? Oh, it's like seventy. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> it's so
0: sad because it's so true, man. It's not even a joke.
1: But you get acclimated to it. You really do. Like I've gone to Florida a few times, and it's like oh, it's kind of chilly out. What is it? It's like sixty-five. It's like sixty-five. If it was sixty-five at home, I'd be wearing shorts. I used to argue with people that I worked with when I was at Sprint. And They're like, oh, it's so cold. I'm like. Like, it's 65. Like, it's, it's 65 in the store. They're like, no, it's cold. Jack it up to 80. I'm like, if it was 65 outside now, your shallow ass would be tanning. You'd be sitting outside in your yard tanning. So don't give me that shit. This is cold. But, yeah, sorry. You guys have a big event coming up on Saturday uh, the 25th. Tell folks about that, why it's so amazing, and why they should go there.
0: The Tell them about Dark Delicacies and what they
3: mean to us and you. Yes, uh, um, Dardenlyca is, is this wonderful uh, bookstore in uh, beautiful downtown Burbank, and uh, it's been there for twenty-five years. Well, it's, it's been around there; it has moved uh, three or four times. <laughs> um, now Fuck, you're raising rent, Burbank. Yes. <laughs> now is their newest location, and Del and Sue, the two owners, husband and wife, whose uh, wedding anniversary is on Halloween. Um they've been always incredibly supportive uh, from the beginning. When I was writing books, uh, um, when I was doing something weird, they would always be there. And uh, they wanted to do a movie signing. So we conjure up almost the, all the cast, because uh, one person didn't want to be there so much that she went to Singapore. <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm we'll miss gonna... you, Jen. Yes, Jen will be sorely missed. But uh, there's going to be the three of us. Uh, our producer, Sheila Marie. Um, Josh, uh, as uh, Josh Sterling. And Sean Landry, Matthew's boss, as well as... Uh, the
2: voice of our shark. The
3: voice of the shark. Mm-hmm. So, we'll be there. People can come. Punch us in the face. 4 p.m. Tell, tell us not to do it anymore. And um, everybody who gets... Uh, well, everybody. Both the people who will show up and will get... That calls. person gets... That person will get... That uh, one
0: person who was shopping for books and we pulled over to the signing
3: table. Yes. Leave was. me alone, I'm just shopping. No, sir, that's a sign. Get over here! He or she will get assigned a signed clapperboard. Uh, the move is going to be 20 bucks. For 25 bucks, we will not sign it. <laughs> um, and uh, so it will, it will stay in the same value. And that's pretty much it. Uh, just like, come on by, say hi, and say not do it again.
1: I, I okay. wish I wish I could get out there for that because that would be so cool. Like it would be just awesome to be like, "All right, signing's over. Okay, let's uh, let's all go. Let's go. Let's all go grab a beer or something." Because I think it would be awesome to just hang out, and have a beer with you guys. Watch oh, the movies. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you guys got a, a oh, significant. I can't tell if those are all movies or if there are books on there. Those
0: are books, those are books but books. the reverse view looks yes. exactly like that with movies.
1: So, like, analog movies, books.
3: Yes. Yes. Uh, wait, let, let's see if I if we don't. Just say very quickly, people at home won't have an idea. People at home can't see this.
1: Oh, wow, that's nice.
3: <laughs> this is the stuff.
1: Listen,
0: Listen is- Patty, I want you to give up on your life to come out here and just hang out and watch movies with us. Yes. We're going to stop working on our own projects. You're going to stop whatever you're doing. And we're gonna watch all of these. That's it. Nothing more to life. Nothing less. All right.
1: That sounds like a good plan. That okay. sounds like. And then once yep. we're done, right? Like every every time we watch a movie, we can sell it, and then we can eat.
2: Yes. Yes. All right, <laughs> everybody. A couple of hours, and we can have something to eat.
1: Yeah. I haven't eaten in four days. No, don't worry the about. it. The
3: Faster we watch, the faster we get those burgers, people.
1: Put it on put... one and a half speed.
3: I but... have a a digital um. I'm going to say bookshelf where I I register all the DVDs I have and it's telling me that I have about 3,500 titles and it's going to take, if we start watching it, just the movie, no, no supplementary material, no, nothing. It's, It's just going to be pretty much one year. But we have to stay awake twenty four seven. So two years, realistically. Yeah, three, With, three, three, three maybe.
0: All right. Well, you can so commit so three years of your life for these break bathroom bag. breaks and stuff. But yes, three, three years bed. is all we need.
1: Yeah, but if you if you get like you know one of those like latrine things, not that latrine commode,
2: A colostomy
1: bag, colostomy bag even easier. Or yeah. um,
3: we, we were thinking of doing something like the human centipede, so only one has actually to go.
1: Yeah, so but then, then you can block in the view of the movie.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. One well, person gets the good view. The person's the front, so he's got the best. Yeah, but still, it would be,
3: be nice. We'll be together for iPods on everyone's back.
0: I That's was true. I was yeah.
1: thinking like, take like all the furniture out, like the couch and everything, and everybody just gets like their own like little kiddie pool for like twenty dollars, and you just wallow in your <laughs> own filth for a, a full year. You <laughs> end up looking like that, that guy in, in Seven.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: Just hang, like, the little pine trees, like the air fresheners. from the. Right. It's just like that scene in 7.
0: Not doing anything. Just floating and piss. Lysol. Every and again, just like, yeah.
1: Somebody open <laughs> a window. I need to clean my pool. And <laughs> <laughs> just slowly
3: pour it out. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, the, in the next door, next door uh, pool.
1: Yeah, um, but you'd miss half of it. It's all on the floor. Like, there's just a big pile. Ah, right. uh, whatever.
3: So... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, now
1: we have the idea for the third movie. <laughs> yes, you could call it Mount Shitimanjaro. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: an asylum-ready title, right there.
1: Yes. Yeah, see, like, I mean, I'm telling you, Asylum needs to needs to get on the ball and, like, you know, talk with the uh, SRS Cinema, get you guys like mainstream. I want to see you guys like really succeed because I think what you guys sure. did. Uh, it, it's a masterpiece. Like, like I said, I watched 356 movies last year. Many of them were the first time I'd ever seen them, and yours was still up there as one of the funniest that I saw all year. Wow. Like, thank, thank,
2: thank
0: it, bro. you, bro. It makes it all worthwhile.
2: Yes.
1: You know, obviously, I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of sharks and shark movies. Everybody who knows that, I mean, this show is called Shark Bites. Like, everybody knows that I like sharks, but you know like you said uh the other day jason like yes yeah, yeah you you literally did like make this movie for me and people like me like
0: for you once i saw the shark bed spread oh yeah like I yeah. know. oh yeah, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's just for patty that's it
1: picked that up at walmart last week for 35 dollars it's Not like bad. yeah there's oh. there's advantages from going from a king-size bed to a, a full-size bed it's like now i can get all the kids stuff. i can get dinosaur sheets yeah. i can get shark right. sheets <laughs> I can get uh, Star Wars like this shit's awesome. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Well, um, because I don't, I know, I know you guys have have other things that you like to do. You have movies that you're working on. I mean, you do have that extra day, so
2: yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah.
1: So tell us a little more about you know the process of you know creating the first film and how you're kind of approaching things differently for uh, Let's Get Possessed.
0: I think it's mainly, uh, for me, there's such a self-awareness. Like it wasn't until we started trying to do the second one that I realized how much of a blind stumble. The first one was, and it was really such a, okay, can we do this? The guys are coming over from Italy to do this. So it's crazy having an awareness. And it's also crazy looking back on a movie, which for the most part, people like you are kind enough to say seems to have worked. So, uh, Mateo has done many productions, but we as a group haven't done something like this. So especially for me and Matthew, uh, we were so virginal to this process that it was just, I didn't realize how much of a ridiculous just in the dark stumble it was that turned out perfectly until after the fact. So this time I'm just trying to build on the lessons we learned about what works and what doesn't. Main thing I learned is we've got an amazing team working behind me. Uh, we want to bring Emmy and Allie, our, um, Uh, audio-visual crew back from Italy because they're what made the movie as kick-ass as it was. Uh, So I think, yeah, like I said, for me, just being more self-aware about the process and hopefully what that can bring to it and really embracing how kick-ass of a team I've got to really swing for the fences.
1: Now, are we going to see something similar, like, with uh, one of my favorite uh, special features of anything I've seen this year is the toy commercial for uh, Bad CGI Sharks. Are we going to see something like that for you know, the, the uh <clears throat> for the uh, upcoming film.
2: Would Possibly love to. That, uh, that's pretty much the dream right there.
0: It was yeah, it was good to realize that we we try to make stuff that us as nerdy fanboys
3: would like. Yeah, some
0: so, watch
2: ourselves.
3: There is a there is a um we're discussing right now to insert in the movie in certain scenes uh, an infomercial that uh, we're gonna do. Um so that's
2: possible that one of our favorite pastimes is sitting around and watching cheesy infomercials. Yes, so we're pretty much trying it once again drawing on shit from our own weird quirkings uh, that we'd love to see put into something. So, being creating our own cheesy infomercial that we would love to watch, same way we all love toys and action figures, creating that was so much of what, a, so much a piece of ourselves, but also a good little promo for the movie too.
0: Yeah, we love being merch friendly because uh, you know me and Matthew, Matthew especially, is just obsessive toy collectors, and me, I love T-shirts of. Uh, Products and franchises I love. So uh, that was one of the cool things about sharks. Also, is that we did kind of work to put in those elements. But once it was done, we're like, oh, all these things like Chum lee and the Bernardo, and they would make great T-shirts. So we do try to stay conscious of that with the next one. Things that could translate into uh, toys or fake commercials or whatnot. Uh, every, we just want to make it fun for people because, like I said, we're we're fans first, and we know what it's like to be able to joyously devour this. So uh, anything we can do to hopefully make it fun for people. And I would like to give a massive thank you to anyone, including you, Patty, who's been kind enough to say they have had fun with it because, you know, we have dreams and we'd like to make it a paying gig and blah, 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 that whole thing. But when people say they actually enjoy the product, it's just it's incredible. It's beyond anything. And to be on the other side, to have someone say, hey, now I watched your movie and actually had a good time. That is a huge, huge blessing. And I thank every single person listening to this or out there who was kind enough to say anything to us or enjoyed it. We really do love you guys and appreciate
2: it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I support you guys. Like, I'm a big supporter to begin with of independent films, and I because I don't recall if I mentioned this when we chatted before or at any point since then, uh, at least to you guys, that when you have you know a lower budget, you don't have the option like a Stanley Kubrick of of having 72 shoots of a single scene, or you know you don't have. You know, an infinite amount of days or you can't like, oh, we didn't get this shot quite right. Let me call back everybody who is involved and like have them come come in from all over the place, you know, for, you know, a day of shooting. And if you if you have a specific time, it's like, okay, I have to hit my mark. I have to get these lines right. I have to get the scene right. You know, like when you guys were talking about that lady doing Tai Chi or whatever on the beach while you're trying to shoot the the end of the movie, (laughs) like, you guys don't have that. I think, what was it that you said? Like you, you had everything like, you know, cordoned off, but like you couldn't afford security. So she was just like sitting I couldn't in the afford a cordon. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: build, just,
1: it, just fun built, just built sandcastles.
0: With, <laughs> Talk about it, dude. If you had seen what we actually had to put up with, it would be, it would be, you'd be cracking up because we're just, we we're just fucking surrounded. We're yes, dodging off and little samples. kids and, and joggers. We, and people. We were, putting... it was
3: incredible. At a certain point I was starting to get in desperate, but, there is uh, probably what is the widest shot on the beach uh, for the final climax, and uh, which also was a, a slow-motion uh, um, thing. And at a certain point, I, I, was, I was telling Emilia and Alessandro, we're not going to get it because there are too many people walking back and forth, back and forth. And for a second, I remember there was a couple who actually saw us and nodded, as in, do your thing, We're gonna. we're not going to interrupt it. But otherwise we're doing this dramatic ri- uh, race on a beach that was supposed to be empty and there were kids uh, and people with, with the, the beep 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 thing to metal detector to find stuff and everything uh, uh, everything plane landing and stuff like that and I mean, it was desperate
0: that that scene but existing we made it. and I was going to say that scene existing and being in the movie is proof to how kick ass of a team we had yeah. working
1: I was going to say like that's a testament to everybody working on the film because there's no evidence of that like
0: dude our our, our two-man audio visual squad is just absolutely the best and yes. uh, it, there's a certain i feel like people who are genre enthusiasts like you and i patty we can watch a lower grade thing and we don't have as much of a pullback but like there's a certain low grade quality i think a lot of the more mainstream people just instantly pull back on and emmy and Ally giving such a slick professional look and putting their influence on it i felt like it gave us so much more of a chance to a, a wider audience because they really gave us that professional look and, and just the professionalism and the expertise they bring. My God, like, those guys saved us, and
3: that's why I'm not doing another one if they can't come back. Those two don't come back.
2: There's no second movie. Yeah, they're, they're the team
3: now. Yeah, and and they also took our minds off of a lot of problems that we would have had, just as in running the camera and, and setting up shots and everything. So they knew exactly what they were doing. They understood what, what was going on, so... That was a huge load off of our shoulders, and that was, uh, we got lucky.
1: Yeah, if you have a good crew, like I've been, you know, um, I'm actually looking into learning how to get into filmmaking. I've, I've been chatting with some filmmakers who have been more than willing to, you know, uh, teach me things and, you know, look at the script that I've, that I've, you know, come up with and, they're like, oh, you know, this is a good script. You know, this is what you could do different. This is how you could change it. If you were to shoot it, like, this is how you would do it. Like, I've been very fortunate to be in a, a an area, you know, up in uh, up in Massachusetts here where there's a very uh, big, thriving, independent film industry. So I'm very, very lucky because uh, I actually was talking with uh, one of these gentlemen um, and he's like, yeah, you know, I know people who go out to L.A. and the L.A. area But nobody's making independent films. Everybody just thinks that they're going to hit it big. And, you know, that's all they're looking to do. Nobody's making independent films. And, you know, some of these things, you know, you don't need a huge crew. And this is what I'm learning. Uh, I don't know. Have you guys seen The Headhunter? No. no. It uh, was making the festival rounds last uh, in 2018. It just came out uh, like it was available on like Walmart and everything in 2019 in April and it's a five person crew like the director the actor and like the 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 actor the plays his daughter who's in like 3 minutes of scenes like it's five total people and it's like this amazing film it's so good um <clears throat> you know probably done on a, a a larger budget than what you guys had because they had some intense like places where they were uh where they were filming and some uh, some A lot more blood and gore, you know, a lot of practical effects that, you know, yeah, yeah. definitely were not cheap. But, you know, you don't need a huge crew, and you guys have proved that as well. Like, you made, again, one of the funniest movies I watched last year, and you guys have just done an excellent job. And, you know, I look at, you know, you guys taking the bull by the horns, so to speak, and, you know, like, this is what we want to do. This is our vision. We're going to make it happen And you guys are lucky that you're talented enough and, you know, that all three of you together are able to, you know, put your vision onto the screen. And then, like, you know, that whole thing is like it's a meta commentary. Like, all you guys talk about is making this movie. And, Bernardo, I just want to say that if I had my eyes closed or I wasn't looking, I would swear that it was uh, you were Ricardo Montalban. You sound just like him. (laughs) but i Which love i matter. love the 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 dynamic between you two guys uh matt and jason because that's just you know how you have like between siblings like that's what you get you know and you guys i can tell you guys you know there there can be some friction believe me i have two younger brothers i know exactly you know it's like this is what we're going to do no it's not well i'm thinking about this yeah well that's stupid no you're stupid and then you end up arguing about stuff, but it's it's refreshing to see that you guys were able to put everything together and create what you've created. It's just it's an inspiration, not only to me, but I'm sure to a lot of other independent filmmakers. Especially for someone who's like, I don't know, you know, I don't know if my idea is good enough. It's like if you if you can uh, execute it the right way, it doesn't matter what your idea is. If you can execute it and bring it to life the way you want to bring it to life then you know do everything you can to make it happen
0: dude we we were we were three dudes in this living room for 10 years in that exact position so that's that's a genuine mind-blowing thing to hear that's one of those things that just glides over and you try to stop yourself and internalize because that was so us and for you to say that that even one person could be inspired by what we did is that elevates the project that's incredibly meaningful i'm blessed i'm flattered i just i I tell him all the time, I, you just got to stop and try to internalize this because stuff Forget starts moving by so fast. And, and
2: you don't give yourself enough credit. And we always are saying what well, we could have done better. But uh, we brought something into reality. And it's it's just having the small positive response we've gotten so far has been uh, life-changing and a dream come true. It's it's You really need to kind of take a, a second, just kind of stop and sit back and really let it uh, soak in that you actually – at least made something you you took the time to actually make something tangible from your brain and it's 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 amazing
1: yeah like cool. go ahead mateo i don't, want I don't to
3: know, know. It, but it was exactly that i mean we were just like tired of writing things uh, thinking that it was that it was a, a fun script uh, or something they're gonna
0: like want to make our unknown script
3: exactly and and just like begging people for people to to read it to which never happened So eventually we say, okay, let's try to write something small that we can actually do. And uh, right now, luckily enough, technology allows uh, almost everybody to... uh, Yeah,
2: there's really no excuse
3: nowadays. Yes, to shoot something that looks professional. Or if you can't afford that, you can write uh, smart uh, in a way that uh, whatever is your even if you're shooting it with, with uh, iPhones or something, you can make it work because you can find a story that would work. I mean, uh, it was um, Unfriended yeah. is a movie that is entirely yeah, shot was pretty on, amazing. on Skype. And uh, probably the biggest part of the budget was that actually they had the name Skype, yeah. which made it a 100 times better because uh, instead of having those... Uh, strange, made-up... Friendster. uh, Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Um, It it works so beautiful. It is an entire movie shot on Skype that when I heard it, I said, it's going to be boring as hell. And instead, it just works so well.
2: Yeah, that's surprising. And it's it's great. There's always a way to do it.
1: Yeah, especially if you start like, you know, like, okay, I need to think outside the box. Like, this is what I want to do. How do I get this made like how can I do it? it's like all right, I don't have a special effects person, you know right how can I do this special effect and you know if you do it you know through cutaways or 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 however you know yeah. there's I mean that's why like when I started i I wrote my script and the, it's basically just a conversation between two people I'm like, all right, I don't need any special effects, I just need two people who can hold a conversation, and that's essentially it. so you know now I just have to make what they say interesting. And of course, that's all subjective, but it's like, I think it's interesting, so I'm going to go for it.
3: Just do it, Patty. Yeah, and then you try to shoot it also in an interesting way Mm -hmm. without being, at least this is personal uh, uh, taste or something. Um, We didn't try to do um, weird, incredibly strange uh, uh, framing of shots, and we just try to be as linear as possible. First of all because we have no idea how to do anything else but uh, at the same time um, there is no reason to try to impress people. I mean, if you want to do a weird shot, uh, you should be motivated. Now we're talking as if we had a body of work of 10,000 movies. No. But I've seen uh, a lot of movies where they try to impress you with strange uh, fisheye lens uh, or cameras in strange position and Position. I can't even talk anymore, and I find it more distracting than anything else. Uh, and instead, we just I, decide to do kind of like very linear in terms of uh, shooting, framing the movie, and um, we, we tried to make it actually look boring. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like uh, the first Thor movie. You know, you have this massive budget, and it's almost like. Could you not afford a tripod that was like even? Because the entire thing was a Dutch angle. It's like why is yes. this slightly <laughs> tilted? Like I can understand like oh I'm an artistic filmmaker and you know yes. I'm showing this particular character's point of view, but because he's crazy, you know his view is slightly tilted. You know so the the, right. the point of view is askew. But it's like the whole movie, <laughs> everybody's crazy.
3: Probably they had a tripod and then it was broken. The third language is better. We had a tripod, yeah. just one of them was only out there.
1: Somebody put a it. book under one side of this.
3: Yes. <laughs> the old phone book trick. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the other movie that is entirely Dutch angle is uh, Battlefield Earth.
1: Yeah, but that's, that's just going to be weird anyways because it's L. Ron Hubbard and John Travolta.
3: Yes. Hey, look at me. I'm an alien. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's amazing. If you watch, it's amazing. I'm going to start yeah.
1: doing these, uh, these, uh, you know, video calls on on Dutch angle. That'll teach everybody.
3: Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: What's wrong with you? Yeah. Nothing. I'm artistic.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great thing. So, what's wrong with you? Nothing. I'm artistic. I want that to be the name of my autobiography.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, that's awesome. Well, I want to thank you guys for uh, for joining me today. Uh, This has been Always a phenomenal conversation So uh, This Saturday uh, Dark Delicacies in downtown Burbank Go bring your money Give it to these guys Maybe even buy Something You know Just (sighs) Support independent artists For everybody who's out there that sits there and complains That all you're seeing is remakes And rehashes Like Go support someone doing something original, because if you don't, you're going to get a live-action version of A Bug's Life, and it's going <laughs> to suck.
0: That actually probably is coming it realistically. I
1: would not yeah. be surprised. You know they yes. they have live-action fucking everything, like Lady in you know the Tramp. Mark,
0: Patty, words. I bet you it's going to happen. I bet yeah. you they're going to do the live-action Bug's Start Life. Digging into Pixar. I, I can't wait to see the live-action of Cars. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And they'll just have Night Rider, like that. Yes,
0: exactly. No, you know what would be the most hysterical thing if they said they were remaking The Lion King as animated, just to fuck with yes. everybody, to be like, yeah, that the live action one we're doing is animated. Come give us some money again, you yes. dumb fucks.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't see it. You I didn't see. A, like. I didn't see Aladdin either. I, I. They
0: don't. They don't need to. There's yeah. no reason. Yes. They're not. They're not train wrecks, but they don't need to exist.
1: Yeah. It, it, there's. I'm sure there's a live action. Uh, Although somebody somebody posted a thing the other day. It was, the, it was supposed to be like the live-action Little Mermaid, but it was old yeah, Greg. Yeah,
3: do, they do that one now. <laughs> a, it is, it, one of the things that is, is amazing is that, uh, uh, side tangent, when they did the Tron Legacy, mm-hmm. they said, uh, we, we live uh, a hint of what's going to be our next movie in it. And in the first scene uh, where you kind of like see and don't see uh, Jeff Bridges uh, in, uh, in the room with his son, there is a poster of the black hole. And everybody was saying, oh, my God, Disney is redoing the black hole now with money and real special effects and stuff. I love the black hole. The original oh, one. I do,
1: too. I just rewatched it because of Disney Plus.
3: Oh, OK, yeah. Oh, so- yeah,
1: yeah I, I hadn't the- seen that movie in like 30 plus years.
3: It's the first PG movie by, by
0: Disney. I have my own Disney Plus. It's, it's called Being Friends with Mateo.
3: fucker <laughs> has got everything here. And it's amazing. And I was hoping, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe if they do that, I can, I, can, I, I can see that. Because now, I mean, when they did it, the, the, the special effects of that kind were in their infancy and stuff like that. It's fascinating, the story of how they did it. And I was hoping, and nothing happened. Neither with *Tron* legacy, that it was supposed to be the first one of the trilogy. *Thud*, and uh, nothing the black hole. So, but yeah. we got *Aladdin* and *The Lion King*.
1: I had never seen on it, and to kind of because side tangents are kind of like what the show is all about. But. Uh... <laughs> I had never seen Tron or Tron Legacy until earlier right. this year. I so I watched them back to back. I'm like, I'm going to watch Tron, now I'm going to watch Tron Legacy, and I'm watching Tron Legacy and I'm like, "Yep, I know the entire plot. I know exactly what's going to happen. I know how it's going to happen." It's like, "Yep, that's that's Tron. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's 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 him from the first movie because they brought back the first guy. Like it's the same cast, like Right.
0: I couldn't remember any scenes from Tron Legacy if you put a gun to my head. Yeah,
3: nothing really and the thing that upset me the most is that I saw Tron Legacy in the theater, oh. and these two weren't even born yet.
1: <laughs> oh, you mean original Tron? I, original Tron. I,
3: I showed them Tron later on, but I saw. Yeah, them. I had not seen it either. He introduced
0: me a couple of years
1: yeah. ago. That's a yeah, I, I just watched. It. I was like, "Oh, I like Jeff Bridges," and I've never seen this. Oh, yeah. Let me let me watch this. I'm, but yeah, I would. I wouldn't mind a black hole remake just because it was like, let's see how we can rip off Star Wars with Roddy McDowell yeah. and Red Skelton, like or right. Red Buttons, whoever the hell it was, like.
3: Four Nine and and Anthony Perkins.
1: Yeah, I was just trying to remember the 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 guys playing the robots.
3: Oh, uh, Roddy McDowell.
1: Roddy McDowell was one, and I forget.
3: McDowell was Vincent and Slim Pickens.
0: Slim Pickens. Yeah, boss.
1: I was. I keep calling him. I keep saying Red Buttons. Sure.
0: You're talking to the right guy.
1: (laughs) Well, again, uh, as I said about five minutes ago, thank you guys for uh, joining me (laughs) and and taking the time. Folks, make sure you go out. If you are in the area, get down to Dark Delicacies in uh, downtown Burbank. If you are not in the area, go to Walmart, Target, Barnes & Noble, FYE. They
3: can can still order it, uh, a mail order by Dark Delicacies. Their website is dot darkdell.com, they can order it, we can sign it, and they'll ship it to them.
1: Oh, well, I might have to do that too then.
3: If they really want to.
1: And we do have a, uh, a giveaway, so it's going to be between, uh, uh, Chloe, Alex, George, Stephen, and Crumb. One of you uh, one of you uh, fine folks is going to win a copy, and now that I know I can order a signed one from Dark Delicacies, it's going to be a signed one from Dark Delicacies, so no! whoever wins is going to get the uh, signed copy, so uh, that's going to be awesome. I will announce that on Tuesday, and uh, when this episode drops. So yes, gentlemen, thank you ever so much, and uh, we will be Right. Actually, before, before oh, I almost forgot, uh, where can folks find you guys on social media and you know websites and all that that good stuff?
0: So I just put the fucking Twitter back up because they suspended <laughs> me because God forbid an unknown movie uses the social media platform to rapid fire promote. So we're back up at Bad CGI Sharks underscore. But if you type in Bad CGI Sharks, we're just the only ones, so it should pop up. But the only difference is Bad CGI Sharks underscore. Please follow us on Twitter. I'm on there every day. I love responding to everyone kind enough to uh, follow us, so please do. My
2: brother runs the Insta. Instagram, Bad CGI Sharks Movie at Instagram. And uh, we have, of course, Bad CGI um, And just to do the whole
0: shebang, he runs the Majama Facebook page. Just look at Majama. But mostly, if you remember Bad CGI Sharks, that brings most of this stuff up. Say hi. We love to stay in touch with everybody. Absolutely.
1: That's very true. You guys are very uh, very active on all the, the social media stuff, which we I love. Light.
2: Yes. So.
1: Hey, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. You're just yeah. out there promoting your brand. <laughs> that's basically it. So, uh, yeah, and uh, we will be right back. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Its coffee's so good, it's scary. Greetings! We are the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, a bi weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right. We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons. I don't know, help me out here. Music. Pants. Quoting video games that don't have dialogues. Shabibans. Tasty news Unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia Butt breathers Uncomfortable nature facts Or how to install a samouplage
2: And unlike all those other podcasts We at RetroDocubus have an exciting rotating
0: host schedule Do we? We sure do <laughs> So if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week Like me Worry not, gentle listener Next week we'll
3: have a whole new host A problem. Hey, they might still suck
0: To me, I know how you cops are—never believing us young, crazy kids when madness is afoot. There is a shark on land. Well, floating above it like a blimp. I think it has something to do with a script me and my brother are working on—some sort of voodoo magic or something.
3: You are leaving an adventure based on your own transportation script. How can you think we have any control in this situation? This is our movie!
0: I'll be damned if we're gonna let some vindictive digital fish kill off the two stars!
3: What do you expect the shot to look like?
2: Shark actually came here and and it, it it swallowed my laptop. You owe me a f- laptop. It gained, it, gained, it gained consciousness.
0: Don't you get it? You created those sharks. Your creativity is alive and thriving and... Nothing worse than when a shark movie gets too caught up in character dialogue.
2: This thing looks like a bad CGI movie creature. That
3: shark looks great for the budget. You're going to need a bigger boat.
1: And I am back. That, of course, uh, right before the uh, bigger boat uh, sound clip, was the uh, Bad CGI Sharks trailer, which I know loses a little something uh, when it's converted from video to audio. But don't worry, I will have the uh, video linked in the podcast group, and I'll be sharing that around, of course, because why wouldn't I? So, as you heard during the show, we had uh, several... Uh, several folks uh, asked some questions, and I said whoever uh, asked a question would be entered into a drawing to win a uh, copy of the film. And then, as you listen to the to the show, you you found out that you could win an autographed version uh, if you order it from Dark Delicacies, which I'm going to do for the winner. And I just did the uh, little. Uh, Wheel of names thing. I looked at a couple of different ones through uh, Google just googled you know uh, you know random chance spinners with names and uh, I ended up putting everybody's name in twice just to so get a little a little more drama in the uh, in the selection process and uh, because mainly because there was only five, so everybody had a twenty percent chance of winning this prize, and uh, it went to Chloe. Chloe ended up winning, and uh, Chloe, uh, when you get a chance, when you listen to this, shoot me a message. Uh, I'll get your information, and I will get the movie sent out to you. So congratulations to Chloe. Thank you very much to everybody who asked questions. Uh, That provided us with a lot of fun and interesting content, I think, because it was a good time listening to uh the the thoughts and uh, ideas that everybody had especially when it came to uh you know who th- who they would fight i thought that was a very interesting uh not exactly filmmaker to filmmaker you know technique question but i thought it was pretty good so now i'm you know when i have george on i'm going to have to ask him you know what uh what his answers to those exact same questions would be so I want to thank once again Majama, Matteo, uh, Jason, and Matthew for joining us, uh, or for joining me. For well, joining us as in the listening audience as well, and taking the time out of their day. I, it's hard to get all these guys uh, together for one, uh, you know, one evening, and I'm glad that you know the time that they were able to spend, uh, free time that they had together. They. Chose to spend with me, that really meant a lot and I'm, you know, like they said I'm, I'm a huge fan of theirs and uh, I can't wait to see what they come up with next I'm very, very excited So, uh, with that being said uh, we've got a couple of things coming up um, Next week um, my episode I, I have an interview that I did a couple of weeks ago with the Dorkening Network about uh, Echoes of Fear talking to the director and star of that film so that's what's going to come up next week. This week on Throwdown Thursday, we're going to be talking about uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, especially one that uh, after rewatching it, I remembered how much I loved it as a kid. Uh, we're going to be talking about Johnny Five from Short Circuit and Short Circuit Two. So I'm I'm excited for that because uh, you know they're very family friendly uh, films, but they deal with some hard hitting issues. But obviously, we'll get into that a little more when. Uh, when the time comes this thursday so don't don't forget if you are in the south uh, Burbank area or downtown Burbank, I should say get yourself to dark delicacies this saturday january twenty fifth uh, get yourself an autographed copy get yourself uh, a, a photo op with these guys uh, I'm super jealous of everyone who gets a chance to do this you know hopefully that they can uh i I'm hopeful that they can do the the uh the, the con circuit out here at some point because it would just be amazing and uh, as you can tell i'm a little i'm a little uh amped up because I have a new closing theme today and it just came in i'm recording this on sunday i just got this earlier today from uh my good buddy and i played the uh, clip the, the the promo for their uh their podcast again this week that's retro redoctopus but my good buddy 8 Bit Alchemy put me together a super awesome closing theme song for this podcast specifically. And uh it's called Apex of the Depths. I'm sorry, Depth of the Apex, I wrote it down wrong. Depths of the Apex. So awesome. Um uh, he does a lot of this like really cool like eight bit type of uh music in his spare time and you know hence the name Eight Bit Alchemy. And I told him what I was looking for, and he just went for it, and it came out awesome. So before I let you go and listen to that, I just want you to have your fun shark fact for the week. Now, as we all know, most, uh, pretty much every shark, uh, one of their most well-known qualities is that they can sense a fish struggling, you know, in in you know thousands of gallons of water. They can sense this from so far away, and the best one. The best sharks that are uh, able to hone this and really use this to their advantage are hammerheads, you know, with their uh, very unique shaped head. They have way more uh, sensory organs. Uh, according to uh, certain, certain uh, counts, I guess you could say, uh, they have about 3,000 ampular pores for picking up electrical fields. So that's way more than you know the the thousand or so that most sharks have. I, obviously, it varies from species to species. I'm just throwing a thousand out there as kind of a nice round number. But yeah, they are uh, those heads definitely serve a purpose, and they have really good eyesight because of the way their heads are tilted and uh, the way their eyes are. They have an almost a 300, well, probably not 360, but I'd say 180 degree field of vision. Whereas most sharks, don't, they have good eyesight, but they don't have a great field of vision. So that's uh, the difference between them. So hammerheads, they might look weird, but you know what? They're pretty awesome, and there's a reason that they look the way they do. So until next week, I just want you to remember that although I am the podcaster, as my listener, you are my chum. Have a great week, folks. Here's Depths of the Apex from 8-Bit Alchemy.